I see we're recording. We are recording. Excellent. Good, well, good, good. I was drinking a little bit this today. I was drinking a, a hot toddy. You know, that's, it's oh. hot water, honey, whiskey, or rum in my case. It was uh, very festive. Rum, okay. Whiskey or rum. But I, have, yeah. I use rum. And it's just hot, just hot water. Hot water, honey, lemon, and your choice of dark ah. or brown, brown. Yeah, yeah, we have, brown some, bur- we have some bourbon, actually. Well, it was, well, it's very tasty. The honey makes it the most tasty. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers <laughs> to spending 2020 with you. Uh, it, it's been a pleasure. I agree. Uh, it's been a long year. Very in- interesting, eventful year. When did we start this bill? In uh, June? It was the summertime. It was right before I started at my new job. So it was like July, June or July. Six, seven okay. months. Six, seven months. I think this is episode eight. Something like that. Or nine or something to that effect. <laughs> we are closing the year out with Hot Toddies with Tony and Bill, followed by our guest, Kim Mayer, which we'll talk a little bit about that as well. But we want to thank everybody that has tuned in and joined in so far and provided great feedback for the show. This has been a, uh, a passion project for Tony and I, and I think we both feel very thankful to be doing this and creating something positive this year, 2020, and meeting so many great people so far on the show and look forward to what comes in 2021. We, for folks who, uh, who have listened in or listened in for the first time today, we do ask a favor if you could think of three friends who you think of as artists and or engineers. And by artists, uh, we just think of creative beings uh, living creatively or maybe creating art. Engineers could be engineers, could be technically minded folks, could be technologists, computer programmers, architects, scientists. You know who they are in your life. If you could recommend this podcast to them, because I think they'd like it, or you think they'd like it, please do. And finally, if you haven't yet, we would love if you'd write an iTunes review because that helps us get discovered in the uh, podcast algorithms. So more reviews are better for us and for more people hearing the show. What has struck me a little bit, I think, is when I came into this, I was thinking there'd be more uh, of a divergent, the kind of there's the artist or the engineer. And, uh, and we talked about this a little when we went into it, and I find it is more the artist and the engineer. There's, there's something about creativity and imagination, innovation that is very similar and linked in the two. And I think that theme comes up, particularly uh, the theme of uh, producing something and not getting stuck and not just having the idea is one thing, that's the imagination, but uh, being able to produce it and come out with something is where the, what actually equals creativity. And we've heard that from several of our guests. Yeah, that wasn't surprising to me. This is what we started, that we know so many people like this. And I've been trying to dig into it for a while. And it is, for me, very, very integrated. Um, and it has to do with something to do with problem solving and something to do with, like, in computer programming, we call it elegance. Like, we've written elegant code or, like, a perfect song or, like, the perfect sculpture. Like, you're taking away everything that's not the sculpture, you know, making the sculpture. There's something to that. I've had these kind of conversations and I know it from the computer programming side. Like, you know, when something is like perfectly just enough programming, it's not like too messy. It's not hard to understand. It's not too confusing. And I can't articulate it because it starts very mentally. 
on day one, it's a perfect idea. And I can understand that with sculpture and music and songs and paintings and some things. And then you're trying to like make it physical as perfectly as it is in your mind. You can't do it, you know? And it has to do with taking away stuff. That's what elegant code is. It's like just, just enough code, organized exactly the right way, or just enough, you know, in songs, tracks, vocals. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. I, I know it's like, I always felt it was very integrated. Very good. Very good. And a very eloquent description of elegance. Thank you. Well, finally, our guest, Kim Mayer, I think is a great way to finish this year out. Kim is a healing artist. And if 2020 has taught us anything, it's been a challenging year and we could all use some healing. So someone focused on that and bring some optimism to this conversation and this world is very fitting. So happy new year to everyone. Wishing everyone a peaceful and healthy transition into 2021. Welcome to the Artist Engineer Podcast. Join me, Tony Tran. And me, Bill Robert Cosby. Along with our amazing guests, as we explore how people's inner artist and inner engineer present themselves in their technical careers, in the art they create, and most importantly, in living creative lives. Our guest today is Kim Mayer. Kim is a licensed marriage and family therapist with a specialization in integrative and contemplative psychotherapy. Kim is also the co-founder of Dance Two Degrees, an international simultaneous moment of dance designed to bring awareness to climate change. And finally, Kim is an interactive designer in the tech and media industries, working at The Economist and Showtime Networks. Kim tells us about the benefits and challenges of contributing in a group, how she navigated a career crossroad by thinking about long-term happiness, and the healing qualities present in both therapy and dance. Kim, welcome to the show. Thanks. So why don't we start at the beginning, Kim? You've had so many different and interesting career experiences between design and therapy and dance. Can you tell us a little bit about where you started, what you started with? Was it one thing or a portfolio of things like you have now? Yeah, I started in uh, Amsterdam. Basically, after high school, I'm, I lived in France for a year. And then I went to Amsterdam. And the advantage in Holland at the time was that college doesn't cost a lot of money. And I had a broad interest and started with psychology. But then I was like, oh, I don't really see myself just being in a room with another person. The, the, the world is a big place. Like, I want to travel and and see the world. and also, also had a yeah big interest for art. So I studied photography, history of art, poetry. Eventually, got my master's in audiovisual media, which is documentary making and film. So there was this overlap, I think, between human interests, human stories, and technology, and kind of transmitting experiences. In the late '90s, I got a scholarship to go to NYU, study at Tisch School of the Arts, an interactive telecommunication program. So, yeah, I was really curious about the new technology. So I went there and, yeah, did a lot of exciting projects like physical computing and, you know, how to also combine arts and technology. I'm Dutch. I was not able to stay in the, in New York because there was a dot-com crash. I went back to Holland and maybe it was my advantage because there's a lot of great graphic design in Holland. So I got mentors i worked at an ad agency and got really great mentors learned a lot about graphic design 
which I do feel has some overlap, yeah, with art also in that sense. And got eventually won a green card, moved back to New York and continued to freelance and then eventually permanent job. But at the same time, while being in Holland, I also got connected with a yoga practice. So that was sort of simultaneous my interest for design and technology. At the same time, I got an interest for yoga and like energy, energy body, chanting. So uh, I did it a little bit next to each other, even in New York, found a community where I did dance. And then, you know, so as work, I usually make money as a, as an interactive designer. And, and in my free time, I did a lot of, yeah, more alternative practices, so to speak, for healing. Wow, that's a lot to, uh, lot to take <laughs> in. Uh, it sounds like even in your early days, you had a lot of different interests and experiences. Yeah. Yeah, and you're also a, doing multiple things at the same time, which is a challenge in terms of managing your time. Why did you decide to maybe focus on the graphic design and technology side of it? Was that something because of the time? Like um, you said, late 90s, there's kind of a dot-com. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, it was like the, yeah, definitely like the excitement. Like I wasn't in, in more in film and documentary, so more like TV, but there was this new yeah. medium and offered a lot of opportunities also, you know, in terms of, people having access i think at the time it was also thought of like oh having access to the internet is means like equal education for everybody equal opportunities i think there was a lot of hope around that time also so i was also excited about the opportunities that it, it had to offer at the time and and i also was i love creating like installations working using technology and images or once i made this like installation where i kind of rebuilt with a friend uh, like a subway and we projected pictures of people sitting in the subway and if you w would walk by these people you would hear like their thoughts and voices so i was also interested in, in bringing the human experience to technology in that sense and and we've talked about it in the past like the interest in in terms of design is also the interest in flow like being in this meditative state which can also you know which also happens when you dance or when you're in yoga or Or even if you work really well together in a team, I think you can get like this euphoric experience, I feel. Yeah. It's great how <laughs> a lot of what you've done is informed the other and kind of yeah. uh, intersected. And I, I think of what you said in your very first state when you were younger and the world was a big place. I didn't see myself in a room with one person at a time. And, uh, <laughs> and obviously that has played out in your life, which is great. That idea of connecting humans and technology, obviously, it, it, your design work, that played quite an experience, I imagine. Mm -hmm. And when you worked on a team with, with kind of pure technologists, if there is such a thing, how was that kind of that first interaction where you sound like you came from more of a uh, philosophical healing art practice into mm -hmm. a very maybe tech-oriented space? And how did you navigate that? Yeah, if I think about it, I think I am drawn to coming together, I think, as a group. So like each, you know, like each of us contributing some, to something that is larger than ourselves, you know, that I alone wouldn't be able to do. And then making that happen like that, that was sort of a goal. And that gave me a very fulfilling feeling that I would have my unique skills and make the unique contribution navigating person you know there's always now you know different personalities and I think overall 
yeah, there is a lot of, I think, listening. I think I also grew over the years. I think as a younger person, you know, you bump in maybe into, you have expectations and there will be more frustrations. But I think also maybe with age or experience, you kind of, as long as you're open, there's opportunities to to work with people and their personalities. So I think I, it's a way of, yeah, in terms of your question, like using my intuition, like how can I communicate in a way to kind of work the best with that person and 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 connect mm. to make this to come to this goal that we that we're both after you know so yeah, yeah in that sense yeah life experience it also really helps and and just being feeling good about your own life i think helps like if you're a happy person or you take good care of yourself it also translates in what 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 the relations are like you know and not not everybody takes care or or knows how to take care of themselves in that sense and they bring their own personal frustrations to the to the team you know so yes yeah and that that's what i was hearing in some of the other practices that you've incorporated to your life helping inform and helping you put yourself in other people's positions yeah and, and and being able to listen to them and see them wholly that's great yeah yeah you spent a few years a lot of years in the corporate world but now I hear you're making a big change. You know, you're, you have been, but you're now a full-time licensed marriage and family therapist. Yeah. Can you tell us when did you start to do that and maybe how and why you made that decision to focus on that now at this time? So I actually already started, I think, seven years ago. So I knew I loved to create, I loved to design, but I was also wondering more about my, the meaning, what the meaning of my life. Deep philosophical question. <laughs> And it was also like, okay, I, I design, I like it, but I, I cannot necessarily work behind a computer until I'm 70. So I was also kind of looking far ahead, like, well, what what can I do that will make me happy? And I can happily do so when I'm 70. So I did a lot of research. I was kind of at the crossroads, like, am I going to be a therapist or uh, go back to school to do a Master of Fine Arts? So I was really between those two. And I, I did work with a career coach then to help because I was like okay before I make that investment that you know I already have a few masters <laughs> better make the right choice and then I came across also Pacifica a friend of mine it's a school on the west coast and it, it works a lot also with unconscious like it's called depth psychology and I'm very drawn to just dreams uh, collective unconscious the body, working with the body, working with, with stress and or sometimes trauma in the body. So that specific school worked w- with, with that material, also with mythology. And Joseph Campbell, for example. So I really was drawn and, and that was wonderful. I was able to work full time and then 10 weekends a year, I would go to the school in Cali and yeah, made a lot of friends and did that for two and a half years, then got my master's. And while I was also working full time, I worked at a community center in Brooklyn with more like homeless and foster kids and families to get hours because yeah, in order to become a therapist, you need to get all these hours. Prior to becoming like a more like a licensed therapist, like, you know, I've done like Reiki and more vortex healing, which is kind of like channeling energy, but I, I wanted to have like a, a type of license that would be more accessible to a variety of people. So I didn't necessarily want to be more in a, you know, alternative corner. If, as much as I believe in alternative practices, I, I wanted to really, I love to study also. So. <laughs> when Tony and I were kind of 
discussing and prepping for this, I thought we were going to focus a lot on dance possibly as I looked at some of your yeah. background, but I realized it's more, you, you actually have a wide range of the more of the healing artists in you experiences, which is, seems to be a real passion for you, uh, the healing arts. And uh, I almost call you, I'd call you a healing artist as you, you, mm-hmm. you your interests kind of uh, have a range mm-hmm. of those topics. Very interesting. And have you now that you're, You've, you've moved into this full time. Mm-hmm. How is that, that switch feeling in terms of not being involved in the technology on a team and, and moving more to that kind of uh, one-on-one, you know, smaller yeah. interaction, more personal interaction? I think I really like the personal a lot, but at the same time, I do have a, like a dream project I, I work on, which is, which will also, you know, for that, I will have to, work with a team and it's like a three four day retreat uh, inter intergenerational intercultural retreat that hopefully will take place next fall so yeah families individuals and there will be healing modalities for different people basically so in that sense like my the team that i like to work with will will you know will be present again right right yeah so yeah in that sense i do i think i miss it but it's nice I kind of connect with with people, especially during COVID. So with Mindstream, we we ended up having like weekly ma- meetings of other healers. Like, okay, how are things? How are you doing? How are things going with your clients? So they're still like brainstorming together and supporting each other. So in that sense, I I don't miss the the teamwork so much because I'm still part of a community in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I I would be happy to talk even shortly about the dance because it's true it is a, a big part of my life. Or that's okay. Yes, please. yeah. Uh, I think uh, that's the next topic we're going to touch on, and Bill mentioned that. Okay. As well. So dance to degrees. You started that in 2018. Tell us about that. Yeah, so that I started with a sister of a friend of mine, who's a teacher, a dance teacher in uh, Texas, and Joshua, my friend, was like, "Oh, my sister's working on this project." You know, would you be interested? And in that sense, actually, uh, the tech background is helpful because I, I created a website and it also was able to do the technical, you know, the social media outreach in that sense. You know, so I, I'll talk to you a little bit more about my background as a dancer in New York. I've been part of a dance community for like 20 years, but it's more like it focuses Afro-Caribbean dance, and which I do believe is a, is a healing arts in itself. I can, I'll talk to you about that in a second. I'll go first back to dance to degrees. So since I've been part of this, I know the part of the power of dance and Suki is her name. She, she contacted me and she's like, Oh, do you want to work on this together? So every year we, we come together around Earth Day and we bring a group of, of dancers together to, to dance together and bring aware for, for climate change. So we had, Last year, we had one in New York and in Texas. And, and the idea of having have, is, is to have ambassadors worldwide and every year around Earth Day to do these dances worldwide. So, yeah, just to support Mother Earth in that sense. What kind of like, response have you gotten to those Earth Day dances? Yeah, positive. But it is true that it requires quite a lot of, of reach out. So when people see mm-hmm. it, they love it. But it's, you know, to bring people together and... You know, it's, it requires definitely some energy, but the the, the responses have been really positive. But ho- unfortunately, this year we couldn't do it because it was with COVID. You know, so hopefully, hopefully next year we'll be able to do it. 
for uh, virtual dance. Uh, yeah, you know, it's true. Zoom, yeah, it's which true. I've seen some dance communities move to online. It's, it's not it's quite true. the same. Yeah. yeah, after after taking dance, yeah, yeah, also on Zoom with my with the community, but yeah, it's yes. it's not quite. Yeah, yeah, you may actually sometimes it's like oh, it makes me miss the people more than you know. Yes, than, yes. Yeah. So so you said you were part of this other dance community for 20 years yeah uh, afro-caribbean afro-caribbean yes yes, yes. Can you talk a little bit about that yeah and that that's part of my passion i wrote about a thesis for my um for my psychology degree i wrote about transformation through haitian dance so it's about in these haitian dance you know these are the music also from haiti is the rhythm originally comes from africa and it's a rhythm that the rhythm, the vibrations itself, they, they are songs also about the deities, the Orishas. And the Orishas, these gods and goddesses, have, have individual powers. So the idea is that while you, while you hear the drums and sing the songs and move to these beats, you bring these healing energies in your body, basically. So while you dance, you, it's a form of healing. And then especially in, in community, which creates a safe environment, it allows for, for individual healing and collective healing, basically. That's, that's it in a nutshell. Yeah, I mean, I ha- I'm not really part of, it's not there's like a lot of trends going on in these, these dance classes per se, but the roots and the origins, like in Haiti, like there are trans experiences of people taking on the qualities of these gods and their messages and bringing them to the community, basically. And in um, in the origin countries, they also use it for healing. Like that's one of the purposes. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they call them ceremonies. Yeah. So you did that in you said New York. Think in New York, and you were able to plug into a community that in New York that was uh, using it for that purpose. Yeah, I mean, it is a it's a regular dance class, but the rhythms and the dances are ancient. So mm-hmm. you know, even if it's like in a regular space, you still get the, the sure. healing qualities sure. of these movements and rhythms basically which is yeah and and maybe that is if we come back to you know my interest in working with teams or used to be also technology and and yeah that there there can be a lot of healing in while working in within community and i think that's that's also part of my passions you know to facilitate healing within community yeah, it, it's, uh, it always interests me, uh, kind of more ancient traditions and which I've experienced some of that my, myself. But it, it, you can, when you're in those moments, dance is one of them or singing in a circle, you know, of people, the human voice just at its own. It's the most ancient, uh, yeah. of human kind of interactions, which is creating art, creating art for a reason is more of a purpose behind it. Not exactly just sometimes maybe it's just entertaining yourself, but. Often there's some other bigger purpose back you mm-hmm. know, in very, very ancient times, healing or uh, or thanks to the gods or calling on the gods. So uh, it's quite interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, like, yeah, mystery, lives and mystery is bigger than we are, right? And For to sure. connect with that is really beautiful. Great. So again, I think the common thread that I, I we've had talking to you is you've been involved in so much, Kim, so many different things and being able to weave them all together kind of in a in a very kind of complete uh, life. Did you have any difficulty to kind of combine or spend the, do the time management or combine them? Or has it been pretty easy for you to, uh, to, to kind of focus on different things, so many different things uh, in your life? 
Mm, I think it's been, especially when I was younger, there, there was some a certain restlessness, you know, because I, you know, I was excited about a lot of things and or sometimes frustrated because I wasn't able to participate. And yeah, now I think it's so interesting. I mean, yeah, if, as you talk about this, because even today I was like, I was a little frustrated, you know. Also, I have a son, you know, and I was like, oh, I want to read this book, but now I need to, you know, cook, do laundry, and you know, all of it, you know, clean up, you know, like that book is hasn't been touched yet, you know, or that video course. But then it's it's also about bringing in the tools like the Buddhist practice, you know, like well, b- being in the now, you know, like I I can feel myself getting all wind up, you know, but I'm also really missing the what's my surroundings, you know. So right now, especially since I have a child, there's a lot of, it's more about being in the present, which eventually, yeah, is really what it works about. So I trust, and and maybe, yeah, there's also more spiritual. I trust in spirit that it's like, okay, when I'm supposed to learn this or meet that person or do that course, like it will, it will happen accordingly. So there's a little bit more of letting go, less control, you know, and more presence and then, you know, goals being a little bit more relaxed in that sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that's a great approach. Yeah. In terms of focusing on one thing at a time, being present in the now, kind of letting go a little bit. You can't control every step in your life, your your next step, and you kind of see where life leads you. So I think it's a great approach. Good, a lot of good advice yeah. for people. Yeah. If you think back, you said you could have made that choice to be a therapist, your first interest and spent 20 years in a room with people one by one and missed out on, you know, 20 years of other experiences. Right. So, yeah. So taking that time and building that self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm really glad to have the broad experience. It helps you to also understand people better. I feel that's, which I think is really valuable. Yeah. Yeah. There was a study or actually a podcast I was listening to where they said in the long term, a generalist, as you said, kind of being involved in many things has a lot more success. You're able to connect different thoughts and ideas from uh, the different areas rather than just specializing in one area. So I think that's a great, very valuable thing in life to have so many different interests. Cool. So Kim, just the last question. Thanks for your time. What's exciting you these days, either in your career or your life in general and the world? What's, uh, what's getting you excited now? Now what's is getting me excited in my life just, and my work. My life is friends and family spending quality time. Being in, especially being at the ocean, being in nature or having a wonderful meal together or, yeah, all of that. Play, playing, playtime, I guess that's, you know, how I call it. In my professional life, I just started studying uh, somatic experiencing. So from the Trauma Healing Institute by Peter Levine. So really going more, studying more how trauma is really in the body and how to release that and how to work with that. Because I feel like it's great to talk, but then, you know, we as humans, we hold stress and trauma in our body also. So I'm excited about that. I'm, I am excited about working on the, on the retreat that I was talking about for fall next year. Yeah, if I can, if we can work together on that, I'd be very happy. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that'd be great. So, yeah, and I'm really happy right now. I mean, I love working with people. And just studying, you know, I'm also just reading a lot of books on union psychotherapy. So dreams that really interest. So I'm, I guess I'm also, I have a deep interest for a lot of things that we don't necessarily see with our eyes, but definitely is going on around us. Um, yeah. Great. 
Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, yeah, definitely keep us informed of uh, the, the future work to retreat particularly. Sounds very interesting. Yeah. And uh, hopefully uh, it will not be virtual. So, right. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. No, that's not the plan. Oh, no, I'm well, actually the goal. I will, I will have to wait. I, w- I kind of want something really in person, yes. in nature, yes. with a fireplace, with <laughs> yeah, all of that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So as those things ca- kind of come around, dance to degrees, you know, your your retreat, let us know. We'll share that with our audience. We'll provide any links that you want in our show notes so people can get in touch with you. And uh, thanks very much for your time, Kim. It was been a, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can email us at podcast at theartistengineer.com if you have show ideas or want to follow up with feedback or just want to say hi. We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to connect. You can find more information about this episode in the show notes at www.theartistengineer.com. And finally, if you enjoyed the show, please leave an iTunes review as it helps the show get discovered by more people and also hit the subscribe button.